It's Friday evening at last. What do you say? Oh, yeah. We do a little Q&A. Ask the Preacher. Brought to you by Believer's Fellowship, located on North Socrum Roop Load in North Lakeland. Ask the Preacher, and here's John Freed. Well, Eric, uh, other people mispronounced that word too, but at least uh, it still came out clean. Thank you. So. Yes, that was the goal, <laughs> to keep it clean. North Socrum Loop Road in uh, North Lakeland. Hey, it's good to have you joining us on the air today, everybody. Um, I hope you're having a wonderful drive home, or whatever it is that you might be doing on this Friday before Memorial Day. And uh, George Locke, welcome back to the studio. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. It's a blast being here. Yeah, and um, you know, I just uh, wanted to mention something about Memorial Day, uh, which is this coming Monday. Mm -hmm. I, I find it interesting. I, I do the same thing. I'm as bad as everybody else, I suppose. Uh, Memorial Day is a, supposed to be, in one sense, a day of, of mourning, if you will, to remember those that, that died uh, for our for our nation and our nation's causes, yep. um, but yet it seems like everybody just goes to the beach and throws a barbecue, uh, which seems odd. However, it seems odd because you know if we're remembering those that are dead. When I think about my grandma who who died, I don't exactly throw a party. Um, however, when we consider the purpose for which those men and women gave their life. Yep. They gave their life for our freedoms, and so we can enjoy the freedoms that we have here in America. And so I, in that sense, I do think it is proper to celebrate and actually yep. do what they gave their life for us to have. Right on, yes. And uh, it's, uh, it is important to remember that uh, they were defending the Constitution. And so I like to, again, be a little bit more precise in that because— Freedom can mean a whole lot of things to a whole lot of people, yeah, but true, uh, true. you know their their, their oath is to protect and defend the Constitution, which gives us certain uh, inalienable rights, or not gives us, but declares them. They're, they're God-given rights. So, thank you to everybody who's uh, had loved ones who have made that sacrifice to defend the Constitution and uh, allows the United States to. Uh, at the moment, and hopefully, God willing, continue to be the greatest country that uh, God's ever given to humanity. Yeah, at the moment. Wow. Yeah, yeah I don't know. We, we could go down a dark rabbit hole on, on yeah. that discussion. Tune in next week to find out how... <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> let's, let's see if America survives another week. Um, yeah, okay, so speaking of, of a week here, a lot has happened mm -hmm. this, this past week. And um, you know it's all over the me the news the the media cycles um, the 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 shooting that took place in Uvalde Texas um, twenty one people uh, directly killed as a as a result of what happened there in the school with the mass shooting uh, and then today to find out that the husband of one of the teachers that was killed. Uh, died. Uh, I, I suppose my my terms would be that he died literally overtaken by grief, yeah. uh, the loss of his spouse. Um, I find that very touching, uh, quite the love story in one sense, um, but uh, also gives a little sense of revealing as to as to how much pain, how much, uh, how tragic uh, that type of loss can really be. I, I think about the four kids that are left behind from that husband and wife. Um, you know they had they had four children. So mom was just killed the other day, and now dad dies. I don't know how old the children are, um, 
But uh, anyway, it's very, very sad uh, event. There's many things that, that we could talk about it, uh, and, and we may touch on, on several things that even get into some degree of political nature, which is fine. Um, but but uh, what, I, what I wanted to kind of talk about first, George, is um, answer, at least to, to some degree, answer some of the questions that touch on the idea, man, why does this kind of stuff happen? Why does this kind of stuff happen yeah. in life? It just... It, it it shouldn't happen. I think we would agree it shouldn't happen, but yet, I mean, we don't want it to happen, but yet it does. And so the the big grand question is, uh, why does it happen? Um, I suppose you could throw in along the side of it, uh, why does God let it happen? Somebody right. else might throw the question, well, um, did God cause it to happen? Uh, so there could be a million and one questions. I would like to say there's a million and two answers uh, but I, I will also say this: there are times where every question just can't really be well answered, uh, or we may not be able to fully wrap around, wrap our head around every answer. So an answer may be given that that we just can't necessarily comprehend. Maybe in time, a greater comprehension comes. Um, maybe in time, we just learn to deal with certain things. But I do want to, we're going to have to take a break in a minute, Minute they come so fast, but I wanted to preface what we're going to talk about uh, a little bit here. But I, I do want to say this, that God is good. He is good. Uh, there's an old phrase that says, God is good all the time. And all the time. God is good. And it's a very true statement. And so it may not feel at the moment, depending on what somebody may be going through, it may not feel like God is good. Yeah. But yeah. the reality is, God is good. Uh, we may not understand what's going on, and so then our mind could be racing, we could be confused, we could be um, in turmoil or grief or traumatized even, if you will, but the truth is that God is good. And so that is the uh, premise that we have to hold on to, because if we don't, then we don't have a good God to run to, and we need Him. We need His help, we need His counsel, we need His wisdom, uh, we need His patience, uh, we need His justice, we need His mercy, we need His grace. And so we'll talk about some of these things today. You are listening to Ask the Preacher. I'm glad you're with us, and uh, we'll take a break for about two, two and a half minutes. By the way, if you want to call into the program, you can. Absolutely, yes. You can also go to askthepreacher.com, phone number to call in, 863-682-1430. Join us in our conversation. Yeah, we'll see 682 you after the break. Be back soon. But now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church, and here's John. Hey, welcome back, and uh, hey, I need to I need to mention, George, uh, this Sunday at Believers Fellowship, we're changing our service times. That is right, yes. Yeah, for the whole summer, for the whole summer. So we were doing 9 and 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Now we're moving for the summertime to... 10 a.m. So 10 a.m. this Sunday, uh, Sunday, day before Memorial Day, uh, 10 a.m. for Sunday morning service. So come a little early. Make sure you get a good seat. It, it should be a, a full house every every Sunday on through the summer. And then, uh, you know, Lord willing, if the creek don't rise, if the second coming of the Lord doesn't happen, uh, or if uh, being a Christian and having a church, uh, we're not all in some kind of prison camp, uh, from our current administration. Anyway. 50-50 with either one. You never know what's going to happen, you know. So anyway, uh, we'll go back to two services. Um, I, I suppose like when school starts back up, this seems to be 
around the time when uh, it's just good to do that. Anyway, okay, but uh, 10 o'clock this Sunday at Believer's Fellowship Church, north side of Lakeland. Just invite everyone to to come out. Okay, George, uh, before we went to the break, mm-hmm. we uh, we laid out the foundation, at, at least the, the premise of our discussions today. Um, you know, why does why does bad stuff happen? Um, why does evil happen? Why do atrocities right. happen? Uh, is is uh, is is the answer? I, I want to read a scripture um, real quick in in giving this understanding. It's Second uh, Corinthians chapter four verse four. Second Corinthians four four. It says, "In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not." lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. My point was, my, my emphasis here is mentioning the God of this world. I, wanted to, I want to bring up the, the idea, uh, basically, to, to indicate the reason why evil things happen, not just bad things, but the reason why evil things happen in the earth is because there really is an evil Satan. There really is a devil. There really is someone right. who lies and manipulates and blinds the minds of evildoers, blinds the minds of people, causing them to do evil. Yeah. Um, and so since we know that and we see that in Scripture, and I just gave one verse, you, you see uh, that the havoc that sin and the havoc that Satan causes in the earth, you see it all through Scripture. It's all over the place, all through the Bible. Um, when people respond to Satan, some really, really ugly stuff happens. Um, I don't know if too many people would argue against that idea. I suppose some people would. But on the other hand, it still leaves a question that would say, well, okay, so the reason why we have, or one reason why we have evil in the world is because of Satan. Well, but why does it have to happen to me, or why does bad stuff happen to good people? Yeah. Uh, that that type of premise. Well, and, and I would actually, I would be that one guy who um, kind of counters your point on that. Okay. You know, we, when we look at the works of the flesh, the Bible yeah. outlines just how evil we really are. Yeah, it doesn't really blame it on and, the devil. It blames no, it on I man. mean, wrath, you know, envy, uh, the, these things that, you know, the, the what some people would chalk up to the seven deadly sins. I mean, that's just human sinful nature. Fortunately... Jesus can give us a new nature, one that is void of all of those things. But I, I mean, the the in in my expertise, uh, <laughs> it's my two cents. If they drop on the floor, I won't be offended. But uh, we allow these things to happen through one of two means. For me, I allow evil things to occur when I choose to follow my sin nature instead of crucifying my flesh as as uh, it's described in the bible and submitting myself unto god and following his nature when i follow the natural sin nature that every man is born under uh, that's why injustice occurs and, and i like to use the word injustice because we we're talking a little bit off the air when we say bad things happen we yeah, mean, that? We mean, that mean one of what two is, things. So bad for most people when they when they mean that it's an inconvenient thing. Like the rain falls and it's inconvenient timing. <laughs> you losing a hundred dollar bill is bad for you. I found yeah, it. It was good exactly, for me. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, it's an inconvenient thing, and so we we say bad, and and that's just because we're selfish and it's inconvenient to me, so therefore it's bad. But it just bless somebody else. You know, the rain. F- 
fell and it watered the crops, which allows all of us to eat. But, you but know, when it, we it ruined at, my party, so it's bad in my perspective at that moment. But when we look at something like Uvalde, there's, there's really – nothing good that we would look and say, well, what good? Correct. And uh, I, you know, I, I don't think that's a bad thing in terms of like an act of nature. Right, that is right. injustice. So yeah. the question really becomes... An act of evil. An act of evil. It's injustice. Why Why would innocence be murdered by, uh, you know, a n- mentally ill... Uh, now, know. according to CNN, he's not mentally ill. Well, if you kill kids, you're pretty mentally ill. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Even if you kill them CNN in the womb, is mentally uh, ill. Yeah, even if you kill a kid in the the womb, it's still mental illness. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. why do these acts of injustice occur? Well, it's because we allow it. Whether we allow it through "I will follow the lusts of the flesh" and follow these these things like wrath and and anger and envy and jealousy uh, in my personal life, and then I perpetrate evil, or whether I allow other people to follow through with these acts, and uh, it, it's. Unfortunately, you can't avoid the politics of it because the politics is simply how you and I or a community live together. And uh, the reality is five words settles any gun debate. You can't legislate away evil. Right. There will always be evil in the world. There will always be people who choose to follow the lusts of the flesh and yeah. perpetrate yeah. injustice, which causes bad things to happen. Um, but we need to stand up to those injustices, and uh, that so, is how bad things can be prevented. So you, you've, you've talked, uh, brought up the idea, the, the difference. Um, I, I brought up the influence of Satan, mm-hmm. and, and you emphasized the works of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two have a relationship oh, yeah, with each other. Sure, they're, not, sure. they're not separate entirely from right. each other. Um, so ultimately, we we come down to an idea uh, that that is often called free will. Um, we choose as as human beings, we choose who to make the Lord of our life. Uh, do right. we make God uh, through Jesus Christ through His Word? Do we make Him the boss, the Lord of our life, or do we make uh, Satan, which operates through self, mm-hmm. the Lord of our life? So so God through Jesus Christ. Uh, and a denying of self, Satan through the uh, the, the lordship of self. I, I want to bring up a couple scriptures just to make sure we're we're um, giving good scriptural support for our conversation here. Right, it yeah. is in Galatians chapter five where we read about the works of the flesh. And so, if we go into Galatians chapter five verse seventeen, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. They're contrary to the to another, and and we cannot do the things that we would want to do. Uh, but then it goes on, verse eighteen. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh. Here's where we get into the enumerating the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh are manifest in these: adultery. And you say, oh, that's a work of Satan. Well, the Bible says it's a work of the flesh. Fornication, that's a work of Satan. No, the Bible says it's a work of flesh. Uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, which would be mad kind of anger. Right. Not just getting yeah. mad. It's blind about, rage where you're, yeah. you can't even make a logical decision. Yep. Strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders. Drunkenness, revelings, and and such the like, uh, of that which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit 
the kingdom of God. Now, it goes on uh, and talks about the fruit of the Spirit, which I may come back and talk about a little later on, but uh, emphasizing the, the idea that when we give way to the flesh, when we give way to the carnal thinking, mm-hmm. um, the, the animal nature of humankind, man, there's all sorts of evil stuff. All sorts of evil stuff. Um, I, I think a, a question has to be, uh, or, or something has to be realized, and that is mankind, human human nature, without the discipline of God, and and without the especially the newborn nature mm-hmm. of God, yeah. man is inherently evil. Yes, I would like to believe man to be inherently good, but the Bible really teaches us otherwise. Man is inherently evil. Um, I know we can find a lot of good out there, but that's because it's been disciplined or exercised into people. Um, anyway, uh, the, the so uh, my my hope is, is throughout the course of this conversation um, that uh, we can lend some answers, but at the same same time, you know, we're way over here, over here in Florida. We're not right there in Uvalde, but still, stuff happens in our own world. Um, somebody's likely to die today in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we wish it wouldn't happen, but you know, nearby or, or something bad w- would happen, and and uh, so the, the the reality, something we have to continue to come back to is understanding that that God's good and he's there with us through the process of this to to uphold us and to help us through to give us comfort um, and to give us love. Yeah. And so he doesn't necessarily come in and take everything away, but he does give all of himself to us in the process because he loves us. Right on. Hey, join the conversation. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. You can call 863-682-1430 and we will see you right after the break. Let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, your weekly opportunity to have your Bible questions answered. And it's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church in North Lakeland. All right, here's John. And George. Yeah. And George. And yeah. George. And Eric. It's all right, I forgot. Eric, you're, you're, uh, every time we come in and out of the program, yeah. you're, you're talking. You're part of the show, man. Eric is the real MVP. I just push buttons and point at you. That's all I do. <laughs> hey, if you want to join the conversation, it is 863-682-1430. That's 682-1430. And uh, you can join in on what we're talking about. You can ask a question, and we'll give you a biblical scholarly answer. And uh, Or just tell there. you we don't know. Yeah, that could be it, too. That might be yeah. it. Um, okay, so we're, we're talking about, um, well, obviously the... the um, the, the, the terrible evil that took place in Uvalde. And, um, folks, the reality is it, it really was a terrible evil. Mm-hmm. Whether it was um, an organic mass shooting of, of, a, of, a, of the act of a single young man who lost his mind for a variety of reasons and did such an evil— if you throw in um, some theories that that uh, that it could be, you know, government involvement or yada yada yada, what whatever you throw at it, whether it's true, untrue, whatever, it's evil of what took place. Uh, Nineteen children, completely innocent, uh, in the middle of their day, to be taken out like that. Um, two teachers just, uh, you know, doing their job, taking care of children, to be taken out like that. Um, it's a- absolutely an, an evil event. Um, at some point, we know that when 
bad stuff happens and, and uh, when evil stuff happens, when atrocities happen in our lives, uh, we, we, have to, we have to do our best to, to get up and, and move on. Uh, it's never easy. Um, I've not lost parents. I have both of my parents. My wife has lost her dad, has passed away. Uh, her grandmother is uh, was so close in her life, it'd be like her mom, you know, to some degree. Uh, she's lost her grandparents. I've lost my grandparents. You know, people lose loved ones. I've never mm-hmm. lost a child. I don't know w- really what that's like. I, I can't even imagine yeah, no, I... the, the pain mm-hmm. of it. Uh, have some friends that have lost children, have some friends that have never been able to have children. Uh, it's very painful, a very painful experience. I can't imagine the grief that uh, all these families are going through. Um, but I want to I want to read this scripture out of Psalm seventy three, uh, verse twenty four, and, and really the whole psalm is this is a psalm of Asaph. Uh, not all the psalms are written by David in the in the Bible. Some are written by other people. Moses wrote some. Asaph wrote some. David wrote some. There's some other authors that are unknown, but. Um, this this whole psalm deals with uh, some tragedy and with some not understanding of things or whatever. But it, to some degree, it comes to this conclusion in verse twenty four, Psalm twenty. I'm sorry, Psalm seventy three twenty four. Asaph says, "Thou shalt guide me." Speaking of God, "Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterwards receive me to glory." Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And and he says a few things, but uh, even after that. But uh, it, in the end, that's that's where we have to come down to. Um, remember when the disciples were were kind of like a little little tossed over some hard statements that Jesus had made, and a bunch of other people left, and and uh, Jesus turns to them and and says, "Well, are you going to go too?" And they they uh, they look back at Jesus and they said we don't have anywhere else to go, um, and I think that's um, that that may not be a super happy reality uh, in in life necessarily, but it is true. We have nobody else to turn to because there's nobody else greater than God. There's nobody else that has better counsel than Him. Uh, there's nobody who who has been here longer. Than he has, and so my my challenge, my encouragement to people would be this: that in the process of pain and of loss and of misunderstanding and confusion and and heartache, um, don't don't turn your back on on God. Now, you and I were talking about something a little bit earlier, George, uh, off air. It's not so much that you can't get angry about a matter, and it's not so much that you can't ask even some tough questions of God. Yeah. yeah. Um, talk talk about that for a second. It was good what you were saying. Well, it's, I'm I'm a, I'm a nerd. In case you you uh, listeners and guys out there and in, in Radio Land don't know I, yet, I am a nerd, and I like to study uh, a lot of the rabbis and, and their view. And and one of the rabbis' views, as as many of them would explain it, is faith is not necessarily in the answers. Faith is in the question. And we have examples of this from Abraham, um, from Moses. Um, you have events where where Sodom and Gomorrah is getting ready to be destroyed, and Abraham's arguing with God and asking God, you know, are you going to really destroy the city? You know, what if there's you know, fifty righteous? What if there's like ten righteous? Are you going to really? I mean, I know you're the judge of the whole world, but are you really going to destroy everybody? And uh, in that story, God never explains Himself 
uh, fully to Abraham. He never tries to get Abraham to understand uh, his reasoning, God's reasoning. You know, he never tries to, you know, go into great depth. Well, you know, Abraham, here's why it has to be done, and, and here's, uh, you know, all the, the reasons for it. The faith for Abraham was more or less, okay, God, I trust what you're doing. I mean, even the akidah, that's the, the Hebrew word for the sacrifice of Isaac. You know, so, so you have this story where God says, go ahead, sacrifice your son. And he doesn't really question um, so much the, the why are you doing this? It was, oh, okay, I'm, I don't understand why. But I trust. But you. I'm going to trust you. Yeah. Um. You know. I don't know if you you have to raise him from the dead after he's dead. I I know what your promise has said. So even though this seemingly bad thing is going to happen, uh, and in Abraham's mind it it was happening. I mean, we saw Sarah in that story. She weeps when they go up, and so the 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 faith, the relationship comes through that turmoil. You know, it's hard to have a relationship if there's no conflict of any kind. Um, you grow close to people and to God when there is strife, when you have to rely, when you have to have uh, the difficult conversations. That's when you grow close to somebody. And so I, I think, yeah, it's it's important for us to be okay to question why uh, acts of nature occur that are seemingly bad or even when there are acts of injustice that occur um, because it helps us to not only reaffirm our relationship with God, but it helps us to reaffirm our relationships with the people around us and to fight against that injustice, to stand up against that injustice, and all the while trusting that uh, faith isn't always in the answer. Sometimes faith is in the question. Yeah, and and just to, to be real clear and be sure we're not misunderstood on this uh in no way uh, are we saying that god caused no. this this event and that that's that did not happen that does not happen that way god's not in the business of of killing anybody um he's not in the in the well <laughs> maybe in judgment but that's uh that's way on down the road certainly not yeah. little little children and <laughs> Uh, those types of things. He's in the business of saving lives. Absolutely. That's why he came into this world. It, 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 this is another example I've heard from a rabbi once. God allows people to be hungry, but then he says to us, feed them. That's your yeah. role in this partnership. And some might say, well, letting the person be hungry is evil, but God made a way to fix that problem. And, and maybe they need it to be hungry to teach them to work. Because the Bible says you don't work, you don't eat. So maybe they need it to be hungry to teach them how to work, but you can help them by feeding them. You know, God always desired us to be part of his family, to partner yeah, with him. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, all dominion is mine. I now give it to you. All authority is mine. I give it to you. So we are supposed to be taking authority. And we've talked about this before on the show. You know, is, is Jesus really king of everything or is he just king of my religious life? You know, my my secret private religious thoughts he's the king of. But if he's really king of everything, if he has all authority... Our job, biblically, is to partner with him. And when there is this type of injustice, people being hungry, well, we feed them. That's our role. People sick, we should heal them. That's our role. Well, and we even go a step farther than that. We, we feed them when we're hungry, but then, then we teach them 
Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how to prepare or how to, right. you know, whatever. If you give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day. You teach him how to fish, you'll feed him for a lifetime, that that type of thing. Uh, of course, when we look at uh, innocent children, that type of stuff, it it, uh, it can throw a whole new ball of wax in the system. But the the reality is is this evil exists in the world uh, and there are but there are also righteous people in the world and what you are urging is that the righteous people um, good people must do something the the only thing it takes for correct. evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing correct uh, and so we must do something you know I, I'll get at the edge of political. We have to take a break, but um, guns are not the problem here. You made mention of that. You know, uh, if mm-hmm. if no gun exists on the face of the planet, would that mean no murder would exist? No. There was the there was the law of God that said, "Thou shalt not murder." Before thousands of years before any gun was mm-hmm. ever made, guns are not the problem. It's the evil nature of man that is the problem. And that Gosh. is where we as believers have a grand job in front of us, and we must uh, put on strength and be bold and clear in the message of the gospel um, and and continue to do good and do what is right yes. in, the, in the world. Well, folks, we have to take our last break. We'll be back in just a couple minutes for the last segment of Ask the Preacher. Fourth and final segment this afternoon of Ask the Preacher. It comes your way every single Friday from 5 to 6 o'clock here on Talk Radio 96.7. And here's John. I'm glad uh, that you've joined us today. And uh, I I hope we've been a a help to you in the program today. Uh, Listen, there's a a lot of stuff that goes on in the world. And uh, I just want to remind you again that God really is good um, he is not the author of all of the evil that takes place in the world. There are people that would like to to blame God for everything. So I I, I want to touch on the issue. Um, well, this this might step on your toes a little bit. You may have said this phrase. I've said this phrase, but I don't agree with this phrase. So even if I have said it, I probably cringed after I said it and probably took my words back. But the phrase is this. God is in control. Well, that, my friends, is part of how we have the problem with the frustration with a lot of the evil that takes place in the world. Because if God is in control, then why do these hap- these things happen? Well, the reality is God's not in control. Now, that don't let that make your world tailspin off and the, the earth is going to smash against Pluto, which for whatever reason they say doesn't exist anymore. Anyway, um, the so it's not and it's not the idea that God is not in control in the sense of the, that the um, that the world is is out of out of order by His doing. It, here's the point in Genesis chapter one, God gave God made the earth and He made everything in the earth and He gave the dominion to man. So the question is simply who is in control of the earth and what happens on the earth? Well, man is in control what happens on the earth. That's what George and I conversation literally uh, was surrounding this whole time is the understanding that God is not pulling all the strings. God's not pushing all the buttons. He's not causing these things to happen. And somebody would say, well, okay, so if he's not causing it, well, he's at least allowing it. Well, is he the one who is allowing it? Or is it us that are the ones that are allowing it? 
Um, well, the truth is it, it is us. See, we, we often like to blame somebody else for, for the problems. I don't want the responsibility to say that it was us. You mean I have fault in, in this issue? Well, yeah, yeah, we, we have fault in this issue. Um, it's not God's fault. That's the reality of it. It's not God's fault. He is holy. He is just. He is righteous. He is pure, and he is love. Uh, he, there is no unjustness. There is no, no unrighteousness in him. He cannot tempt people with evil. He, can't, he could not. It's not possible for God to have tempted uh, that young man to, to kill anyone. It's not possible. James, the book of James, uh, the first chapter, tells us that, that God does not tempt any man with evil. And so God did not cause these types, does not cause these types of events to take place. Um, neither does he really just permit them. The reality is, if God stepped in and started taking control over everything uh, without the permission or without the uh, intercession of of man or the request of of humankind, then God would actually be a liar in the idea that He gave us dominion and then take it away. Well, I know I told you you have dominion. I know I told you you could have authority. I know I told you to to um, to be fruitful and multiply in the earth. I know I I told you that this is your domain, but the reality is it's really mine. You're, you're I just I just lied to you about it. No, that that doesn't happen. This earth is is ours to, to, to operate, to have dominion in. Um, our, our conversation earlier with, with George saying that those that know God, those that are righteous, man, this is time for us folks to stand up and do what is right, to speak boldly, to speak honestly. Um, the, the problem is not legislation. The problem is, is people... Is people? It's people. It's just. It's just people. The problem is not our our laws in and of themselves. The problem is that people have not stood up and and honored God. People have not stood up and said, "No, we're not going to let this evil take place." Good good men and good women have sat down too quiet for too long, and we are seeing the results of it. Um, the the some of the results. The some of the fruit. This is what we're seeing now. This is fruit of violence being all over our televisions, violence being all over our video games, violence being all over, uh, all throughout our, our music, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I'll call it pop culture. I don't know if that's the right terminology or not, but, um, it's so common, you know, six and seven year olds sit down in, in front of a television screen with a remote in their hand and, and bloody up the characters that are in that video game. And then we expect that when they get older, that, they, that that some of those ideas and visions won't pop up in their mind? No, folks, it doesn't work that way. That's why God gave us the instruction in his word to think about things that are just and holy and true and honest and pure. Let uh, those things be our meditation, to let God's word be our meditation, to not let unwholesome and corrupt communications come out of our mouth. Yeah, everybody makes mistakes and, and we miss things sometimes and, and sometimes we, we hear things and don't respond the way we should, but but when but when we notice it, uh, when when it does cross our our path, we we must do something. We must do something. The reality is that you and I, folks, have been given the word of God, and we have been given authority in this life. And so, what we need to do is put that word in our mouth, put God's word in our heart, live by it, 
train up our children in the ways of the Lord. Train up our children uh, to know God's word, to know his law, to know his ways, to have his heart, to have his nature, to be born after the Spirit of God. Hey, I want to encourage you to uh, read the rest of Galatians 5. We read a few verses in there talking about the works of the flesh. But if you pick up uh, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Living God's way is the best way. It's actually the only way. My name is John Freed. You've been listening to Ask the Preacher. Come visit us at Believer's Fellowship. Look us up online at believersfellowship.com. Hope to see you soon.